0: Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. All right.
1: If I can figure out how to get my headphones on, I'll we'll be good headphones it's like a contortionist <laughs> <laughs> listening to the investor coaching show i'm paul winkler Evan barnard naira work so yeah just before the break we were just talking about uh, chris was talking about i guess he was talking about the chiefs it the, was either the chiefs thing, thing or the thing, right
0: joel osteen church i
1: think it was the chiefs oh, something yeah. like that one of the, the shootings of,
0: yeah. yeah one of the one of the tragedies that happened last week yeah and, and yeah the, the point being
1: that You know, what happens is people that, you know, they hear this stuff on the media, they hear the reports of this and without really, you know, having any information about what really happened or how it came to pass, you know, their knee jerk reaction is this, we got to do this. We got to do something about it. And, you know, we got to, we got to, you know, ready, fire, aim (laughs) is the way I would put it. Uh, We got to, we got to respond to this. We got to react to this. We got to do something. We got to, you know, this stuff just can't happen. And it's well-meaning, I guess is, you know, one of the things he was making the point of that it was well-meaning that they really, you know, it's like to fix something. But quite often what happens when we just respond without thinking through something, we often will make the wrong decision. And, you know, it just reminded me so much. And I sent him this message that there was a, a good bit of research and I actually sent him the research. and I found it real quick, what I had sent him. And it was talking about media coverage of collective traumas. You know, so you might have a collective trauma like the shooting at the Chiefs, you know, at their their big rally and then their big, you know, celebration.
0: Great, yeah. Or
1: Or, you know, might have, you know, whatever. It may trigger psychological distress in individuals outside of the directly affected community. And what made me think of it just now is Evan, you were talking about how. You know, you get internet in IRA, you know, you get internet coverage on something and you just find out about something you would have never known about.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: it's because we have information. And it used to be that we basically lived getting information only within 15 square miles. And that's all we had. So life was a lot simpler before we had a lot of the 24-7 media coverage of every event that happens and people comments on them. Mm -hmm. And... What happens is that you have the directly affected community, which is, of course, you know where, you know the, where the chiefs, you know where they are, you know you're looking basically at what's happening in that particular community, and you're hearing about it in Indonesia, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know just about just when about when it's happening because of the ability to get information around where it might have taken weeks before to get information from one side of the country to the to the next. Mm-hmm. This is we examined whether repeated media exposure to the Boston Marathon bombings. And that was what I was explaining is, is how the Boston Marathon, there were bombings that happened there. And it was associated with acute distress and compared the impact of direct exposure, which is being there at the bombings where they happened. Versus the media exposure, so you're watching it on TV, you're hearing about it on your phone, you're reading it in print, or you're you're seeing it, you're hearing it on the radio, or you know you get social media or whatever. And what was the difference between physically being there and the distress of hearing about it from a source, a media source? And what they did is they conducted internet-based surveys two four week uh, two to four week post the bombings with a nationally representative sample. So they went a really broad sample and representative subsamples of Boston, New York. And what they did is they, they looked at repeated bombing media, media, related media exposure, and they found that it was associated with higher acute distress than was direct exposure. Yeah. You're physically there. And the thing I probably should have said to Chris in this, because, you know, the, the thing that I didn't think of, of sending to him was why was the trauma greater when you heard it in the media, on social media, on TV, radio, read it in the newspaper? Why was it greater? And the research showed that the reason it was greater was because if you're physically there, you can do something. Yeah. You can get involved in helping. You can go and look for people that are hurting or they're you're scared and you can comfort them, you can do something. There is a big difference between the level of anxiety that we tend to face mm-hmm. as people when we can do something and when we do do something. When we start looking for people that we can help, all of a sudden our level of anxiety, our personal level of anxiety goes down when we can get involved. But if you're vicariously experiencing a trauma like that, with a phone in your hand. Yeah. I want to do something. And sometimes what I do may not necessarily be terribly helpful. Right. But I'm doing something.
0: Or you just share that. That's the what you do and you just perpetuate the message. Yeah. You know, for sure. You know, thinking about this and I don't know if y'all have received these calls over the 20 years, you know, 22 years that we've all been here now. I'm sure we have. (laughs) There's not much we haven't had happen. You know, there will be some news story and, you know, the S&P is plunging or the Dow is plunging. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's been a really bad week in the market. And maybe Monday or Tuesday, I'll get a call from a client and say, I'm really worried my account's way down. We've got this, you know, trouble. Should we be doing anything? Mm -hmm. And my first question is, have you actually looked at your account? Yeah. Well, no. Well, let's pull it up and let's look at it. And oh, is that all? Yeah, exactly. you know, and, no, I mean, that's just that's great. That's like, great. Yeah, that's yeah, really good. You know, now you know it's because you're diversified and everything isn't what you're hearing on the news. But oh, that's so good. They they weren't worried. Yeah. And then now I'm worried, but they hadn't, you know, gotten any facts to deal with that right. that they had access to. Right. But to your point about this desire to do something. Yeah investors without a coach will often do something and they might, they might sell out thinking they heard the, you know, they heard the news story and they really weren't being affected and they make a bad, you know, they get out of some investment because, because of this desire to act, I've got to, I've got to do something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Sometimes
0: you don't want to be doing something.
1: Yeah. Ready fire aim is yeah. not good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's really good. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Coaching podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's been listening and realizing, "Wow, investing there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning, tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area. But you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything that we do is fee-only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20-plus years' experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing, and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call, and we look forward to seeing you soon. All right, back here on Investor Coaching Show, Paul Winkler, Evan Barnard, and Ira Work, talking money and investing. Ira,
2: what are you looking at? So, this is uh, Investing what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Investing for Longevity. All right. Cool. So, there was an, uh, a documentary out on Netflix uh-huh. about Live to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zone. The Blue Zone. The Blue Zone. Okay. And there are areas around the world, and, and this guy went to five different areas, Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, uh-huh. uh, Greece, Costa Rica, and surprisingly enough— uh, Loma Linda, California, where there are, are surp- a surprisingly very large number of centurions, so they probably have decent people who live eating
1: habits. I'm people guessing people who live
2: to the age of a hundred. So yeah. this guy came up in interviewing all of these people mm-hmm. and seeing the life of all these people. He came up with this diagram of four different keys. Mm-hmm with three in each one of them. So, one cue is called movement. Blue Zone residents incorporate physical activity into their lives without the need for expensive gym memberships. Activities like handcrafts, gardening, and walking are common. The next section was... Not pickleball. Not, they didn't have pickleball here. The next one was connect. Blue Zone inhabitants are deeply concerned, are connected to their communities, and often have a strong sense of purpose in life. Yeah. Whether it's through religious beliefs or other philosophies yeah. like akigai. Oh, I don't know how to say uh, that. Whatever. The yeah. Japanese meaning for give your, gives your life reason for being or purpose. Again, purpose. Eating wisely, uh-huh. which you said. Right. Um, Blue Zone diets are primarily plant-based, and you're a vegetarian, uh, consisting of vegetables, beans, nuts, and minimal meat consumption. Moderate consumption, not overeating, and small amounts of wine drinking is also common. Yeah. And then the fourth outlook, uh, the fourth zone is outlook. Uh Blue zone residents maintain a calm and positive outlook on life, which contributes to lower stress levels. They unwind through socializing, dancing, and other community activities. Yeah. So, if you're sitting out there, you're probably wondering, well, how does this relate to money? Mm. So, here are four... Wealth Zones mm-hmm. from the Blue Zone. Okay. Not necessarily from the Blue Zone, but kind of along that theory. Uh, natural, move naturally. Consistency in saving and investing. Mm-hmm. Much like residents of Blue Zones who incorporate physical activity, successful investors make saving and investing a consistent habit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Rather than relying on sporadic windfalls or market timing. Oh, that's good. They, I, how
1: often have you guys heard? When I win the lottery, I'm going to come to you. Oh my gosh! Or
2: yeah, well, hopefully right? one day. Hopefully one day I'll have enough. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 They also regularly set aside a portion of their income for investments, especially if you are younger. By moving naturally toward financial goals all throughout life, individuals can accumulate wealth steadily over time. For mm-hmm. outlook, patience, resilience, and purpose-driven. Maintaining a positive outlook on your financial future is asen- essential for successful wealth creation. Mm-hmm. Successful investors understand that markets have their ups and downs, but a long-term perspective allows investments to grow over time, even the challenging economic, uh, even in challenging economic environments. Um, and they need they need to cultivate a peace of mind, remain calm and patient in the face of market fluctuations. Okay, so you ready? Proverbs 13, 11. Ready? Uh-huh.
1: Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. I mean, look at it. You there you go. Go back almost 3,000 years. It doesn't
2: change. I mean, what what we do doesn't change. Nothing new under the sun, it says. Well, yeah, Ecclesiastes, there you mm-hmm. go. Um, for the for the writer, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. Okay. Yeah, for the little section on eat wisely. Yeah, diversify, monitor your inputs and moderation. As blues on diversify. Die, so
1: you're saying that eating and investing are the same? You diversify.
2: They can be. Here, listen. All right. All right, while blue, just as Blue Zone diets are largely made up of a variety of healthy foods, mm-hmm. including plant-based diets in Okinawa and healthy carbohydrates in Sardinia, mm-hmm. just like a healthy diet, successful investors understand the importance of diversification mm-hmm. in their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Diversification involves spreading your investments across different asset classes. This strategy mitigates or helps mitigate risk and can lead to more stable long-term returns.
1: And most people think they're diversified, but they don't really because they focus mainly on areas of the market that are,
2: that are well.
1: reported or, or are repeated, reported by the media. Right. You right. know, so you recognize you may think quite often you're diversified because you own lots of stocks, but if they're all in the same area of the market, that doesn't help. Mm-hmm. It would be like eating nothing but carrots all the day long.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You're
1: just going to be orange. That's, that's okay. all that's going to happen. <laughs> and, and, and,
2: and that's okay if you're a rabbit. You can look like Trump. You're going to be orange. No, <laughs> forget it. So. Uh, eating in moderation is also a quality exhibited in blue zone territories. Mm-hmm. With investing, this is equivalent to avoiding the temptation of high risk speculative investments. That promise quick riches, which you just mentioned mm-hmm. from Proverbs, right. but come with significant downside potential, maintaining a balanced and measured approach to investing, mm-hmm. just like the diets of the Blue Zone is the best for people over time. And then the last one I love, mm-hmm. connect. Seek financial guidance and build a support network. Oh, yeah, that's in, huge. In Blue Zones, forming genuine connections with a community is a key factor longevity. Similarly, in the world of investing, seeking financial guidance and building a support network can make a a significant difference. Consult with financial advisors, connect with investment groups, uh, learn from experienced investors, and understand the importance of family resources. Surrounding yourself with a supportive community can provide valuable insights and help you stay Disciplined in your financial journey, and the reason why I really love that one, mm-hmm. um, and the other ones are great as well, and they all come together to form a circle, is that we teach when we do workshops. We teach in groups, mm-hmm. and we get together fairly regularly. And what I love is l- looking out and watching different clients working talking to the other people in the group right and knowing that they have this similarity and and calming and right and they're not yeah doing this alone yeah that's huge and you have a guy who a couple who just started with us who was talking to somebody who might be with us for 15 or 20 years
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's
2: huge and you get oxytocin out you
1: know connecting it's a whole different show. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do? Go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.